This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Sex Talk on cliffcentral.com. It is nearly three minutes past ten on Friday morning. This is John T. Searle. And a circus in the studio this morning of really wonderful and beautiful people doing all sorts of really wonderful and beautiful and interesting and naughty and, of course, sexy things. So this morning is unscripted. It is unradio. And it is most definitely uncensored. As usual. As usual. So it's so cool to be with you here. Best to be with you, Mr. Searle. And some very cool people. Firstly, Cheryl from Secret Sunrise is here. Hello, everybody. And we're waiting for Jamie from Secret Sunrise to arrive. And Athena is here. Hi. (laughs) And Yako and Lisa from Club Rome. Hi, how are you? Which is really, really cool because I love you guys. Good morning. It's always a pleasure being here. Very good. Okay. So we are doing some very interesting things. First, we're talking about Secret Sunrise, which is one of the best things happening in Joburg. And I just absolutely love it. Thank you. as much as I love it. (laughs) Really, really special for me. Um, Yeah, really cool adventure started at the first Secret Sunrise I went to, which is really awesome. Amazing. So that is very, very cool. And then we are talking about something really interesting. Is swinging better than having an affair for your relationship? Swinging or cheating? Oy vey, mm. Daniel mustn't listen to this episode. <laughs> no, this is important for Daniel. Okay. Very important tune stuff in, for Daniel. In. Yes. So we have a poll up on Eros Life essay on Twitter and on the Sex Talk page on Cliff Central. Um. Is swinging better than having an affair? Swinging better than cheating? So the poll is up. Please vote on the poll. What do you think? Which one is better for can your relationship? Can I tell you what I think? You can, but not yet. Or are we going to discuss it first? We are going to do something else first. Oh, dirty dictionary. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Nayato Mori. Dirty Dictionary Word Nayato Mori One of my favorite things And I've done it at some really awesome functions I absolutely love it Any idea what that might be? No idea Okay, that's the wrong answer You've got to give a something It sounds like a oral Sort of Japanese sex move. Well, it okay, we kind of. You have two words that are right. You have Japanese two words that are right. And oral. What I think it is. Yes. Because it sounds like something I want to eat. Ah, we are <laughs> it getting sounds there. Like something I want to eat. Okay, so I think it is sushi on the booty. We are getting in the right sushi on the booty. Direction. That's what I'd say. We are getting there. What do you guys think? Well, I'm Afrikaans, so yeah, um, yes. yeah, the first few letters makes my mind just go wild. So okay. I'll keep my comments. <laughs> Aww. 
boring. Okay. Lisa, any clues? I was thinking more along the lines of squirting, actually. Squirting. No, no, no. Now we're moving further away, further away. <laughs> and I think Tamara is with us on Skype. Yes? Yes, I Shalom, am. Shalom, Manishma. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. I know how to moan an orgasm in uh, Yiddish now. Okay. <laughs> Moaning's I need the, to hear that. Yeah, it's just kind of the accent's different, but the sounds are the same. So no, where no, are you? Are you no still in... Nothing. It's just a very sad face and angry face. That's it. Okay. Are you, are you still in Israel? Are you in Switzerland, in Sweden, in Russia? I'm in Israel. We are flying to Switzerland on Sunday, Italy then, and Sweden after. Okay. Very cool. And you're having a wonderful time? I'm having the best time. I actually went to do a little survey around to see how's the sex situation, what's the sex scene here. And I'm actually missing Joburg. Okay. <laughs> Well, there are some awesome things that happen in Joburg, and I love this city. You know, one of my dreams is to have a health center at the coast, because I love that. But Joburg, I love the city, and there are some amazing things. And one of the most amazing things is Secret Sunrise. Where did this come from? Where did it start? Well, interestingly, it started in Namibia. Um, with our, with all our, places. Yeah, with our partners in Cape Town. And they mm -hmm. were attending a tree planting festival. Okay. And they noticed that everybody was uh, needing a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of pep talk. So they put on some music and started instructing over a microphone on how to plant trees and how to have a good time at this festival. And over the course of time, it's developed into more of a conscious element um, with the headphones mm -hmm. um, at pop-up venues around the city. So we're now operating in Durban, Cape Town, and in Joburg. Awesome. So it's and wireless. Pretoria. And, Pretoria. and Pretoria. And Pretoria. So it's wireless headphones. Yes. And this awesome music. Yes. And it's early in the morning. Yes. And you dance and have a really fantastic time. That's exactly it. And we do try and bring a little bit of a conscious element to it. So we theme our classes. Um, uh, themes okay. like superheroes, um, wild animals, and then we try and incorporate that theme into the class. Mm -hmm. Um, just to just to bring sort of a meditation and a yogic elements to dancing. Mm. Okay. I awesome. actually attended my first Secret Sunrise maybe two weeks ago mm -hmm. or three weeks ago, however long ago it was. And then I actually got the amazing, amazing job of hosting one fantastic <laughs> and it literally it it really is it is like going to a morning spiritual rave mm. that's the Ooh, only that way i awesome. can mm. describe it it's really really cool endorphins so, flowing conscious partying is the way conscious of the partying exists that's it i love that cuz that's what we do conscious sexuality conscious sensuality conscious and that's for me what it was jamie has just joined us so, Jamie, you've got to talk really close to it like you're going to give it a really good smoocheroo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John T. So, Jamie and I have had some very cool discussions lately. We have been meeting at some very good coffee places, which is another good thing about Joburg. Absolutely. How did you get into Secret Sunrise? Were you involved from the beginning? Pretty close to the beginning. Um, I'm not sure. Sorry, I was rushing through traffic to get you on time, but I'm not sure what was explained about how Secret Sunrise actually started. Yeah, we heard about that. So Trees. Um, yeah. I joined planting. planting trees, motivating people. Um, I joined on with the team shortly after that um, mm -hmm. because the guys who started that initiative were actually friends of mine from Varsity. Um, and they came up to Joburg to do one of my yoga classes. And it just turned out they were doing this funny dance thing the next day. 
Um, and afterwards I contacted them. I was like, okay, this is becoming a permanent thing in Joburg. We're going to build this. This is going to be something awesome that is going to, you know, become, I never knew what it would become. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we're all just thrilled with what it is becoming and what it is at the moment. Um, and there, I mean, this team in Cape Town, this group of guys who run an NGO called No Danger Diaries, they're incredible. Um, they're wonderful to work with. Um, incredible partners on this project. Um, so yeah. Do they do it on the beach in Cape Town? They do. Oh, I they mean, do. we just what? gotta go to that. We just gotta what? go to that. Can I just That's say, just... next sex talk show yes. is going to be live on the beach. Doing Secret Sunrise. I'm Where's Ariel? Tanya and Neil, Where's... are you listening? Yes. Tanya and Neil, are you listening? It's Tanya and Neil, and they have to take us to Amsterdam as well. And the sex music. <laughs> I think, do you know what? I had an idea a while ago for the most awesome TV show of going to a whole lot of sex venues around the world, workshops and clubs and all sorts of things. Wouldn't Can I be... carry your bags? I, I think <laughs> you might have to fight off a few people to do that. That's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. He's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're there. I think that's awesome. And it's growing. How many people at the last one? So we've been averaging sort of between three and 500 people per event. Okay. Um, what excites me, I mean, the, the, the growth in numbers is mm. very exciting, but what excites me, me talk close what, to is, what excites me the most is the growth um, around the country mm. and around the world, which um, is all new. You know, in the last month, we've launched Stellenbosch and Pretoria, and the previous month from that, we launched Durban, and we're about to head to London. So um, the fact that we can do this on different continents and all over this beautiful country mm. and hopefully all around the world mm. makes us really happy. Um and there's never too many people to dance with in the morning. No, it's yeah. absolutely really so, so cool. And you got something special coming up on Saturday. I like this idea. Yeah, so we've got our first weekend event. Um, for a lot of people, it's not, it's not easy to get up mm. as early as you know 5 a.m. to get to the 6 o'clock a, a event on a weekday. Mm. And with traffic and distance, it's very difficult for some people to make our morning events. So... We've decided to have our first weekend event, our first Saturday event that starts nice and late at 10.30 in the morning. So you can have a leisurely breakfast and make your way along to Secret Sunrise and experience all the goodness of a Secret Sunrise, but mm. without sort of all the, you know, the hassle of getting there in the morning. Um, that being said, I think the hassle is totally worth it. Um, it is. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Um, and the nice thing about this, and this really excites me, is the fact that um, people don't have to rush off to work straight afterwards. And we've built this really beautiful community and this lovely family of people who connect in the space, but mm. they all have to get to their lives straight afterwards. So they rush into their cars and head off to their jobs, and they never get to really chat and meet, you know mm. get to know each other. And at the Saturday event, they've got all day to do that. We've got musicians and DJs and uh, food stalls and a picnic, a family picnic vibe uh, for the rest of the day. And... It is the first of its kind. It's the first sober event in this country. And people in this country, I don't know how they're going to respond to that because we kind of love to drink. But um, I think it's a nice thing to try. I think it's a good thing to... To, to do. I think it's nice to try and not have alcohol in an event yeah, and see absolutely. how that works out. I yeah. think one of the, also just to highlight for people who are quite afraid of doing something like Secret Sunrise without having any alcohol or anything mm. in them, it's very, very guided. You are totally in a safe space. You are with facilitators who care about the way you move, who want you to move, who want you to have a freeing experience. You know, it really is liberating, but in a very safe 
controlled mm. environment. And yeah, I have to tell you, in the first one that I went to, and you take your headphones off and you can't hear music anymore. And you look around and you just see people doing this weird stuff. And it is one of the funniest things. But it's so cool. But the truth is also is nobody is actually concerned with anybody else. Mm. I mean, half the time at Secret Sunrise, I am doing my own thing in the corner. The instructor's saying and one we're really thing glad and nobody saying, can see that. It, it, we're really happy no one can see that. But I am jamming to my mm. own moves, doing my own things, and nobody is judging me. Nobody is watching mm. me. I am moving to the beat of my soul, awesome. and I'm loving it. What's the Facebook page, web page, Twitter? So Facebook, you can find us uh, at Secret Sunrise Johannesburg. Uh, Instagram is Secret Sunrise Josie and Twitter is Secret Sun Josie. So, but uh, most of all, I mean, we do 90% of our communication through Facebook. Mm. Um, So Secret Sunrise Johannesburg is where to, is where to find us. Awesome. You know, actually gives me an idea for a workshop, especially like Mm. the wireless headphones in terms of guiding people through certain processes and things. I think some of our workshops time. Yeah, it's probably quite intimate. It's really, you know. Because then you really get into your own little world, your own little space. Yeah. That's very cool. Which is really nice. Do I understand this right when, is it done clothed or unclothed? Yeah, no, this is. We are fully clothed. We are okay. fully clothed. We're probably yeah. in gym clothes because yeah. we are going to sweat well, it out. You know, the first one I went to was at Innisfree Park. And then at some point, somebody says, we are going to do something we've never done at Innisfree Park before. And my first thought was, we're going to take clothes off. But it didn't happen. Okay. But if you had a, a bunch of lifestylers that are keen on doing something like this, you could organize something like this for lifestylers. And they a have no event. issue doing it. Um, nude And then you're really Truly freeing yourself Yeah On every level I mean yeah. I don't know If I will be at that one <laughs> Just um, I don't know If I will be at that one <laughs> yeah. Body conscious issues Okay I'm um, there I'm there Jonty yeah. is there Flip flapping From side to side There you go <laughs> um, But Re- Remembering what you were saying Just now About the fact that There is no judgment And no, no one is true. judging it's And true. you are free And it is a very safe space should be on every level Yeah, yeah. Um, And that is what Lifestylers are about So yeah. I, I must say, I'd like to contact you guys after this, and I think sure, you're you welcome to. The other thing that we do try and encourage, though, is a little bit of dress up and mm. fun and creativity. So it may not be uh, nakedness, but um, it is it is a theme, mm. and mm. it is getting to explore your creative side. And it can still be sexy as mm. well, I'm sure. True. Awesome. awesome. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah, secret sun sexy sex. <laughs> sexy <laughs> secret sunrise. <laughs> yeah, that's hot, actually. Yeah. Very Just cool. saying. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, there we go. So, swinging or an affair? Phenomenal question because a lot of people have affairs and the affairs can be very destructive to a relationship. Swinging puts everything in the open. It opens doors to phenomenal communication, um, to very challenging communication, to very interesting communication. Very interesting new term coming up, which is monogamish. 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 So monogamish are people who are not quite monogamous, a little bit bored with the monogamous, but they want to explore something. They don't know how, they don't know what the boundaries are, and that opens the door to conversation, to exploration. And that's kind of the term that's coming up now. So they're not on ashleymadison.com just yet. No, not quite, but they're opening doors to possibilities. So let's just do kind of a quick 
little poll in the studio and see what people think. Please join the conversation if you have anything to tell us on 0861-555-189. Message to studio. On Twitter, Eros Life SA. On Sex Talk page, the poll is up, and we'd really like to hear your thing. So tomorrow, swinging or an affair? Oh, well, you know the answer, Jonti. Yes, there we go. Athena, swinging or an affair? Uh, Swinging. Swinging. Cheryl? I think swinging, if both uh, partners consent, um, mm. it's something you can do mm. together. And if you feel comfortable, I mean, of course, it's something. If it's something you enjoy, then why not? Cool, and lots of variations on that. Jamie, swinging or an affair? Definitely swinging. Um, to be honest, both scare me. Mm-hmm. Both really scare me, and I kind of feel I've got a big wall and a big block against both because I found my human mm-hmm. who I adore I get you. Um, but I, if I had to go with something I'd obviously say swinging because it's both consensual baby there we go swinging or an affair definitely swinging there we go swinging oh yes no okay. hands down okay so what this you was say, John? so this was interesting because when I thought of this as a question for the show my first thought was We know lots of people who are going to be proponents of the swinging option in whatever form that takes. Where do you find somebody who's going to be a proponent for an affair? Hmm. And that was kind of interesting. And I couldn't come up with anybody who'd actually say, yes, an affair is better for your relationship than swinging. Well, (laughs) uh, have you seen Chelsea Does? No. So it's a documentary on Netflix about Chelsea Handler and she explores a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. And in one of the episodes, she goes to AshleyMadison.com and they obviously defend, you know, their business and they yeah, defend what they set up. And their, I mean, their rules on or their views mm-hmm. on affairs and intermarriage, intermarital relationships mm-hmm. are insane. Hmm. Insane. Yeah. So the thing about an affair more than anything else is that that is likely to be more destructive for a relationship than anything else. Yeah. And a really good thing, if you want to listen to something very interesting about this, Esther Perel, P-E-R-E-L, a Belgian sexologist. She does phenomenal stuff. She's got some fascinating talks on, on YouTube and TED Talks about different aspects of relationship and can you recover from an affair. I think that more relationships cannot recover from an affair that can recover from some other kind of experience or experimenting. To, to come back to people that think that uh, affair mm. is better, um, maybe from their side, it takes the excitement away. Uh, mm. She doesn't know or yeah. he doesn't know. Because that's a big power of the affair yes, is it the is. secrecy. It, 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 is, it is, well, people that's not in control, it's yeah. a way of maybe taking control back over something that they've, think they've lost but if they only know how much more they can explore together mm. it is just so much more amazing mm. Mm. yeah john you said something mm. you said something really interesting is that it's very hard to come back from an from an affair mm. for me there's really something very interesting about this and that's the motivation for the affair in the first place yes so if somebody is in a damaged relationship or is in a relationship that is very destructive and they feel that they need to have an affair to fulfill some kind of need in them, they need love, they need companionship, they need fulfillment in some kind of way, perhaps it's not all bad. You know, I mean, a lot of people are trapped in relationships. A lot mm-hmm. of people are in relationships that, you know, are devastating to them and they, you know, they don't know how to deal with that. So maybe an affair at times it's not all bad maybe it's not the best result because it's not honest but sometimes honesty is not an option Mm. no I wouldn't argue with that 
I'm going to argue with that. Okay. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I think one needs to always, always bear in mind that no matter what you do, do it as long as you're not hurting anyone. And that includes yourself. And if you're having an affair, yes, you might. Most people that are having affairs or cheating or lying or deceiving are doing it because they don't want to hurt their partner. And that's normally what cheaters will say or people are having affairs will say. And that is true on a certain level. When you start digging a lot deeper and start taking the layers of the onion out and start getting to the root of the reason of why they're having an affair, the bottom line is always self-worth. I don't feel worthy to have my partner be a certain way to me because they do love me or I have an issue with myself that I haven't dealt with in, in my childhood or growing up. Any issue that comes up in any person's life has always got to do with something that they have not dealt with and that includes having affairs and cheating. So no, I don't believe that that makes it right. If you're going to go that way or you're thinking of going that way, stop, take a deep breath and think about how you're going to hurt yourself and your partner. I mean, what actually scares me with swinging as well, um, because as you know, I've had years of swinging experience, mm-hmm. um, but what really terrifies me is how do you stop from falling in love with another human? It's not, uh, for me, sex can't just be sexual. Sex. It mm. can't. Isn't it because it's, you're a woman though? No, I think guys Mm-mm. are also exceptionally intimate and, um, you know, very emotional and have feelings. And how do you stop from getting your feelings involved? Okay. I'm going to give you my opinion on this in a moment. Tomorrow, you're very quiet. Hmm. No, I'm not quiet. I'm just actually listening for a change. Don't you think Israel's <laughs> doing me good? Awesome. <laughs> Okay. I, I want to say, actually, I was just yes. thinking about that, what, what, what you guys are saying. And um, as much as I want to say, you know, yeah, it's because you're a woman or something. It's actually, I, I believe it's practice. It's a muscle we haven't practiced. We are uh, traditionally, religionally, we are inhibited. We are suppressed. We don't know what we can do and can't do. Your husband can actually fall in love in a supermarket. Your husband or your wife can go and, you know, want a thrill and literally fall in love or have sex with a, sorry, but a scum of a human being just because of the thrill. What I discover mm. with swinging is that people actually, it's like they train themselves to think differently and actually they get much more respect out of it to one another and to other people. That's mm. my take on yeah. it. So yeah. After many years of understanding more. Mm. So the one thing that you said is very true because the simple truth is anybody can fall in love with anybody at any given moment yes. in any way in any place. That is a simple truth. Mm. Full stop. Um, but understanding that there are different types of love mm. and a lot of the honesty comes in being able to acknowledge the love that this is really beautiful, but my prime concern is my relationship. Yes. And that's where we start getting into a different realm. So think of the, think of this, how much love is inside of any one of us? Well, we haven't put our keys in a bowl just no, yet. we haven't, but <laughs> let's, let's explore this a little bit. Inside of us is this amount of love that is literally as big as the universe, probably. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. The idea that you are going to give all of that love to one person out of the seven billion on this planet is kind of one of the most absurd ideas. Oh, yeah. No, but no. you get, uh, for me, no. I don't know. No. I don't know. I am very old school, I think. And I'm, that's great. It's, it's good yeah. that you are mm. old school. However, what Jonty was, I think what Jonty, if I can add to that mm. is, mm. is that 
we have too much love within ourselves to give only to one person. We I will agree, love our partner. But I 100% love my mother. I love my sister. Yes. I love Jamie and Cheryl. But in a different I way from your husband. Absolutely. And in exactly the same way in swinging, when you have a playmate, you love them in a different way. Mm. And I like to call that compassion. So, and a lot of it is consciousness to say, okay, so if we are going to go and explore something in my relationship with another person, why am I doing that firstly? And that is so, so important. And that's exactly what you were saying, Jamie, in a way. What is the motivation? Why are you going to do this? So one of the biggest problems in long-term relationships or the single biggest sexual problem is? People not getting satisfied. And or bored. They're not adding spice. Yeah, and bored. Boredom, so yeah. in a way, think about the fact that you don't eat the same food every night. You listen to different music. You watch different kinds of movies. You read different kinds of books. You go to different kinds of places. You still have your favorites. That's it. <laughs> and there's all these different experiences and different possibilities. Okay. Sexually, we are pretty much the same. And once you start getting in touch with your sexuality and your sensuality, you start to understand that there is this phenomenal range of possibilities. And the idea that one person is going to fulfill all of your emotional needs, all of your spiritual needs, all of your intellectual needs, all of your sexual needs, all of your sensual needs, is almost impossible. So think about the pressure that puts on somebody to be everything in the world to you. It cannot be. It doesn't mean that you cannot love one person beyond everything else. But there are these other aspects of ourselves that need fulfillment often for us to be complete. That's Freedom. all. And then it simply says, how do we bring these into a relationship? And that doesn't necessarily mean that you go and have sex with somebody else. It simply says, open a very different discussion in your life what with openness. What scares me, honestly, is it's like drug taking to me. Mm-hmm. How do I know that I'm not going to become a rampant swinger <laughs> who is swinging from the chandelier, sexing everybody I meet? Like, how do I know that I'm not going to become the an addict? Tr- the, the truth cr- of the matter is mm-hmm. that no one becomes like that. And that's what the yeah. norm, if you want to call it that, out there believes. Sort of the myth. That's it. Yes, we enjoy sex. I'm we enjoy making yeah. our fantasies come true. We enjoy meeting lots of people on different levels. Some people will meet and flirt with or have you'll never actually have sex with them. And other people you'll just be really good friends with. It's like a, a, a community. The same as what, what you guys mm. have basically on your side as well. Mm. However, you will go through a pattern like in anything in life where you'll both really have lots of sex and then he will have more and you won't or she will have more and he won't or you just both won't at all some some people a lot of people in the lifestyle take what they would call a sabbatical where they go for years where they're out of the lifestyle but they get back into it so you don't go on this rampage where it has to be like a sex sex addict Mm. or like an addict like you described that you have to have it all the time day in day night every week every month it would be nice (laughs) it would be nice but the reality of it is is that it doesn't work like that see Mm. there's an interesting thread that goes through a lot of this and it's the same thing with what you guys are doing and the thread is consciousness that when you start making conscious choices you're choosing experiences very consciously and often for a reason for a purpose it's not just because 
I don't know. I think it could be a distraction. What happens if this is so much fun that you start not focusing on each other wholly because there's so much more to do now? Okay, but that comes with learning and with education. That says, for example, if we are going to do this, we need to do it in a way that our relationship is guarded above all else. Mm. You must always put your partner first, okay? And um, at the end of the day, it is it is an add-on. It is a um, it, it's it's like I bringing see. a dildo into your your bedroom, okay? So it's it's a add-on. It's not going to be the core or the base of your relationship. It is just the cherry on top every now and then. And then also, um, people have got this misperception about swinging. They think uh, you brought up the keys in a in a hat kind of thing. It is not about that. It's People go in, they socialize. If something happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And it's not forced. Um, people think you walk into a swingers club and the moment you go through the door, a, a guy grabs the chicken, off he goes. and Right, baby, I'm ready. That's it. it, it that, is, that is so far from the truth. It is, it is like going to a pub. You sit there. You chat. If there's chemistry, there's chemistry. If there's not chemistry, then you had a good time. Hmm. You know, it's difficult coming from a very Greek background where you may to worship your husband and you've been taught how to do things properly from cooking to massaging him. I have a lot of love to give to him and I don't think we've even touched the tip of the iceberg. So it would be very scary for me to do a swinging because of wonder. <laughs> I completely agree with you and understand where you're coming from. I'm Italian. Hmm. Both my parents are Italian. So I hear where you're coming from. However... <laughs> I still believe that every single person can be a lifestyler. It's just about opening up. And remember, there's also degrees of that because sometimes it's just about being in a sexual environment that's exciting. Mm. And a lot of people who go to clubs or swingers events and point never have sex with anybody else, mm. but it's exciting. It's like you go to Secret Sunrise and you get really charged with energy and it's what you do with that afterwards. Mm. And that becomes really different. And that's really, really beautiful. And the, sorry, and the amount of um, non-lifestylers we do have at the club, it, it is it, it outnumbers the lifestylers because it's a safe environment. You can come there, be free, not be harassed, not be groped, because we in the lifestyle we've got so many more rules than what there is out in society. So coming to our club um, or any of the other clubs is it's it's safer for you to just. Party, not. I'm not talking about party like get your groove on, but um, just socialize, have a few drinks, dance, and you don't have to do anything else. Where if you go to any of the other nightclubs around town, as a guy, you've got to walk your chick to the bathroom because she might get groped or she might get approached. With us, there, there's rules. You can't have that. So um, I'm, I'm going to put out a personal invitation here to everyone in okay, the room. Okay, guys, we're going to take a short Come and have break. a look. One night of insomnia, plus, plus, multiplied by, plus, plus, multiplied by, plus, 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 multiplied by, divided by, plus, Janet, to the power of your name is actually Alice, equals the irritation of just one single mosquito, buzzing around your head. Fortunately, you plus peaceful sleep room spray equals death to that irritation. That sounded like it could have been quite sexual, actually. 
There were some sounds I couldn't understand. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You look like you're on the verge of saying something. No, I was just wondering if um, these two were partners, business partners, or um, in a committed relationship. Well, one found the other on side of the road somewhere. <laughs> um, we actually met on a blind date, and we have been together for almost two years. Okay. So we are life partners. We are in an open relationship. We own Club Rome as well. What okay. I want to know is how you guys had that initial talk. What, <laughs> like, who sat who down? What did you say? You know, we were both in the lifestyle before we met each other, so oh, okay. we've in, been in the lifestyle for over ten years. So, yeah. Okay. So, we've got an interesting question coming in. Must you be in a couple to go to a swingers club? Which is kind of interesting. So, you guys can answer that. Um, no, you don't have to be a couple. However, is more couples in the lifestyle than there are singles, whether it be male or female. Um, so, yeah. Anyone's mm. welcome. Yeah, I want to go back to the idea of consciousness for a moment in terms of affairs, in terms of swinging, in terms of everything to do with that. And it's much more about choice than anything else. It's the choice that you make that says, do I make a choice that I'm going to do something that's going to be kind of hidden in secret, which would be an affair? Do I make a choice that I want to kind of expand my relationship? And to go back to that, and again, in accordance with what Jamie was saying, where is the choice coming from? Is the choice coming from a fear space or is it coming from a space of possibility? And for a lot of people, opening that door to the first conversation is one of the hardest things because of the fear. Mm. So I say to you, let's go to a swingers club. <laughs> and immediately your first thing is, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. absolutely. Instead of saying, well, wait a minute. Maybe it's not about you in any way at all. Maybe it's totally about me. So do we make choices from a fear space? And I think when we decide that we're going to have an affair, we're doing that more from a fear space than a space of possibility. Because the fear even comes with saying, so if I'm going to have an affair because I'm not emotionally fulfilled, can I sit down with you and say, I am not emotionally fulfilled? Because what might the consequence of that conversation in a relationship be? What might the consequence be of well, that? It's a not divorce. a rhetorical question. Divorce. Okay. Yeah. Uh, usually, um, well, and just also with regard to, to that, you know, yeah, a lot sorry. of what we're discussing now with regard to having an affair or mm. swinging, for me, it, so it sounds like it's coming from the perspective of a healthy relationship. Mm. And... You know, that's great. You know, when you're in a healthy relationship, you can have these healthy conversations and conversation and communication is key. What interests me and it's what I'm, you know, it's this fear element is it's more about the fear of your partner than the fear of that conversation. Mm. So it's not about saying, you know, let's, let's have an affair, let's swing or have an affair and your partner saying, what's wrong with me? It's more about, okay, so what are the, what are the shackles in this relationship? Mm. You know, all of the affairs that I know of in, you know, my experience with people that have had them, bar a couple, have been, people who have been in very very difficult situations mm. in marriages where the either the husband controls all the finances and the kids and the house and by you know you know by even you know coming to terms with the fact of leaving them you leave your life you leave yeah. your whole mm. life and there's a lot of fear in that Absolutely. and Absolutely. it's a lot easier and sometimes necessary for people to feel 
that they, they, they can connect still, you know, and I've seen these people that have had these, affair and the, these affairs and they're not bad people. They just want to feel love. They just want to experience connection. And I'm not condoning the dishonesty, but I also understand it. And mm. I understand yeah, that they feel fear. trapped. Yeah. They feel trapped. I don't yeah. think anyone's bad. Uh, it's just no. the situation. It just comes at a time where you need something. Yeah, there's no judgment on it. It simply Absolutely says, not. our starting point simply says, if you're going to have a more conscious relationship, you need to make more conscious choices. And I think we, I wrote an article about this, which said, because a lot of my work is, is, is healing with people who hold on to a lot of ideas, hold on to a lot of pain, hold on to a lot of limiting beliefs, inhibitions, a lot of fear. Um, and the difficulty in releasing a lot of that is we have a biological built-in drive to hold on like we hold on to life that's what we do from a purely biological point of view we hold on to life we cling to life with everything we've got so we do the same thing emotionally we do the same thing with our pain we do the same thing with our limitation with our hurt with our inhibitions we do the same thing with our fear we hold on to it the truly conscious life is the life that is brave enough to say can i make a decision that will allow me the most happiness and fulfillment. Want to hear something really personal? Here we go. <laughs> so oh, what, yes. Okay, so I've. It's juicy time. <laughs> no, it's nowhere near what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Duncan is giving me a warning there. Here's a simple, interesting thing that I realized yesterday. So I have this dream about this wonderful health center at the coast. And I actually thought yesterday, wait a minute, am I actually brave enough to do this? Because I think about my life here, I think about my relationship with my daughter, and I think about everything else. And, I say, and the realization was just simply, have I really been brave enough to really work for that and to do that? Mm. And that's on kind of quite a small level. It was quite a big thing for me. But simply saying, to make those huge changes in your life requires enormous courage. There's no question of that. But it also comes down to what kind of life do you want to live? Yeah. And at the end of this life, when you look back, what do you want to look back on? Do you want to look back on the choices that you made or didn't make because of a fear? Or do you want to look back on a life that said, I chose from my heart? And, you know, when couples come to see me, especially couples in trouble, first thing I tell them is I don't have a vested interest in you guys staying together. I'm not a marriage counselor. I don't care if you do or you don't. My concern is can you make a choice from a space of happiness? And if it is that you can create a happy life and that you can create a happy life and they might not be together, wouldn't we rather have two happy people in the world who could create this happiness. And then what you're showing your children is to create a life that's closer to being authentic than fear-based. 100%. And I that's, think, it's not easy. I think um, you, you really touch a, a point that means a lot to me, and it's, it's, not, it's not really about affairs or swinging, but it's about the choices people make to make themselves happy. Um, and so often I see in relationships with friends that I have, um, they they stay in it because they're in it, um, and you know it also extends to parents with who who need to actually get divorced, mm -hmm. but they they stay together because of the kids, mm. 
And, um, I really, I really do believe that the, the greatest gift that you can give anybody is to make yourself happy. Um, and even as a parent, showing a child that happiness is a choice is the, the, the most freedom and the most get the, the biggest gift that you can actually pass on. Yeah, there's no question of that. Mm. And it's one of the biggest principles that I teach with Eros Life is how our sexuality becomes an expression of every aspect of our lives. And very often what you do sexually will be the most amazing mirror of your life. What you fear sexually is what you will fear in life because it's the part of yourself that you fear that you haven't owned, that you haven't acknowledged, that you haven't explored. Think about how much you really ask for what you want sensually and sexually. But really ask for that and being really, really specific. Mm-hmm. We were taught to do that. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but um, it, 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 it does take a, a partner who also understands that, oh, if someone's asking for it, doesn't mean I am not good at something. No. That's the thing. And that's a lot of things. A lot of people have to overcome that. It's not always you. That's it. And that's the problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and keep bringing it back to where am I in this? Mm. What is this saying about me? What am I expressing with this? Where am I coming from? Am I coming from my fear? Am I coming from a heart that is open and loving? And the amazing thing is when we start to open some of these conversations, as difficult as they may be, we can be very surprised by the outcome. Because sometimes yeah. there's a lot of stuff that our partners are thinking and feeling that they've never been able to express either. But sometimes True. it's also, you know, not about, right, um, uh, you know, we're having a problem in our relationship. We are going to a swingers club and this is how we're <laughs> exactly. going to handle it. Well, you know, it's a start off with like a little vibrator so, or, you know, yeah. something. So I'm going to tell you something about that and it would be interesting to hear if you guys agree with me on this. If you are having trouble in your relationship – and you go to a club or a party, whatever cracks are there are not going to open a little bit more. They are going to explode. explode. And oh, everything yes. else is going to come to the surface. And it is going to magnify it's gonna rush to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100% so when people move. come and ask me and say, so, you know, we're having this. Should we go and do this? And I just kind of give a little chuckle and say, it's about the worst thing that you can do. Absolutely. Rather deal with your issues first. Exactly. That's really important for the listeners and for people Mm. who are listening to the show, trying to find some sense of solace or something Mm. in their relationship to know that we're not condoning this as an answer. We're saying this Mm -mm. is a way, a different way of exploring, you know, your sexuality sexuality or your sensuality. Yes, and also if if we come back to the actual topic being affairs or swinging and coming back to the heart, how does having an affair make you feel? Does that make Mm. you feel happy? No. It it, Mm. makes you feel full of guilt and all sorts of other horrible feelings. And no one can possibly be happy having an affair, yeah. no matter what the reasons are. And on the other hand, does being yourself freely, sexually, and mm. in every other way make you happy? So you have to balance again, bottom and, line, what makes you happy. And it just happy. begins with discussions. It's not about, we need to keep coming back to this. It's not about going to have sex with other mm-hmm. people. It simply yeah. says, open the discussion. How do we find a way to explore Whatever it is that's there. It's an interesting question coming through. Are people like the Playboy TV show? So Playboy TV made a series called Swing. They've done five seasons of it. And if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend that you do. It's on the web and it's fascinating viewing. 
And in one way, it gives an amazing perspective on swinging. And in another way, it doesn't because it's this very kind of contained mm. situation. Scripted. Yeah, but when people have meltdowns and they have bad experiences, the awesome thing about the show is that they show that. When people can't cope, they show that. What, can't cope with the swinging experience? Yeah, or they see okay. their partner. They think that they're absolutely fine watching their partner with somebody else and it happens and all of a sudden they realize, Meltdown. I can't yeah. do, do this. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So yeah, to, to get back to your, your, your question is um, we're not saying that this is something that you should try if you've got problems. If you're considering having an affair, um, instead of having the affair, consider swinging, but with your, partner. with your partner. Now, most of us, you brought up the topic fear, okay? I might have a fantasy in, in my head and I really want to try, try something and I really want to do this, but I'm too scared of what my partner might think of that. But in the meantime, she might have the same fear and she might have more or less the same fantasy. So um, we're holding ourselves back by not talking to each other. The big thing about swinging and relationships is communication and mm -hmm. setting your personal boundaries. So before you walk into a swingers club, make sure that you've got your boundaries. I'm okay with this. She's okay with that. It's not quite lined up and you find a happy medium where both partners are happy. Where I'm just like, okay, well, um, Lisa's always got the thing of one's, one's got the foot on the accelerator, one's got the foot on the brake. And um, it's, it's all about finding a happy medium where both partners are happy and then sticking to that and not in the heat of the moment or um, having a few drinks and that clouds your judgment and then changing that in the middle of a play because guess when the fight starts, when you close that car door on your way home. Stick, stick to your boundaries, basically. Mm. And that's in any relationship. See, a lot of it comes back to education and mm. – we are not educated for relationship. We're not educated for life. We don't get the tools on how to be good lovers. It's one of my big soapboxes. And that's not only the sexual skills. It's about how to communicate, how to open the doors to these conversations. What's the purpose of your relationship? And that goes beyond kind of the white picket fence and two kids mm -hmm. and a Jack Russell and two holidays a year. Why do you want to be in a relationship with someone? I had a fascinating conversation with somebody the other day, and the question was asked, what do you get from loving? Loving what? somebody. From, from loving somebody. Okay. Fulfillment. What's, yeah, but think, and I, it well, was fascinating. you get that love back. You absolutely feel that love in return. Not always. Not always. Sometimes you can be in a what's relationship in where it, you love and they don't love you. What's in it for you? Why do you Love. It's the most fascinating question because you need to go through layers with that. What's service? What's so fascinating about that question for me is that that question in itself is flawed in the regard that love shouldn't be about taking. No, never. In yeah. any way at all. Um, somebody uh, who I've, I mean, I don't know if you, you said you were familiar the other day with the work of Osho and yes. he said something that was so beautiful about love. And he said that love is not about giving. It's not about taking. It's not about. It's not about having it. It's not about any of that. It's about being it. Yeah. Love is a state. It is a state of being, and so, you exist as love. You cannot take it. You cannot get anything from it, but you can be in a state of love. It is an expression of yourself. Yeah. And then the question comes: In that state, where are you? What do you? What does it allow you to be? What does it allow you to express? 
And that becomes the most beautiful, beautiful thing when you really start to look at it. So when that love is in your life. So, for example, for me, in that space, I get so inspired creatively oh. is one of the things. You feel whole. And, and that's totally about me. It's not about her. Mm. And for me, it also gives you a sense of purpose. Mm. So, for example, the, the purest kind of love is the, the love that you may have for a pet or the love you may have for a small child who is totally dependent mm. on you and who's very needy. Um, and to be able to look after or to, to nurture that kind of love, it gives you a sense of purpose. Um, and we also, I mean, studies have shown that we also vibrate at the frequency of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So um, the the thought that I, I love you has a much higher vibration than the sure. thought, for instance, I hate you. And by vibrating in that frequency, by raising your energy to that level, you will experience the world in a much more connected way. By vibrating with the, the frequency of I love you, you then start to experience a lot more uh, connections of that same Absolutely. vibration. So you are in a state of love. So then you will see beauty around you. Yeah. You will see purity. You will see friendship. But if you're vibrating at a lower state, a state of guilt or a state of anger, mm. you will then associate with thoughts of that similar frequency. Absolutely. So being in that state definitely will improve your quality of life. No by question is that. And the more we come back to that, the more we see where are we making choices from. Where, what are the fear choices? What are the limitations? What are the love choices? But I mean, and we said all the time on the show, hmm. um, you know, we say it's about being open and honest hmm. and telling people where you're at. Yeah. Your lover is not a mind reader. They no. don't know what feels good and feels shit. You know, they need to actually hear it from your mouth. And sometimes those conversations are really tough. As we were saying, you know, it can lead to other problems or other mm. issues, but, you know, you have to actually deal with it through communication. I think the big question for a lot of people is how. How yeah. do I sit how down do and actually say this? Because we are taught from a very young mm. age to word our words and to, yes, say things in a compassionate way, but to say things in such a way where you're still honest. Mm. And we're not yeah. taught to do that from a young age, which is, brings us also to the what we were talking about earlier on as well. With women not feeling that they can be themselves. And it takes time to do that. Mm. You know, and for some of these questions, there are not easy answers. It's not a one, two, three. And in my work, I say to people, I'm not a quick fix person. And I'm not interested in five minutes, we sort everything out. These things take time. Mm. But if we're willing to explore, if we're willing to learn, if we're willing to go into these energies, the most phenomenal possibilities emerge. I think uh, a big thing that we're missing here on talking about communication is listening because it's one thing to actually get your points across or to mm-hmm. say to someone how you're feeling. But usually what happens when that conversation is difficult is the reaction is so mm. bad mm. and it's, it's, it's all about that other person yeah. and you don't actually allow somebody so, to, to explore speak. what they yeah. are feeling. I, yeah. It's I mean, the second thing I teach to every couple that comes to see me. So go to... Uh, it's on the YouTube channel. I'm sure it's on my YouTube channel. Eros Life on YouTube. Um, and the entire communication lesson is there. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, is I'm also in that industry. You know, improv comedy, one of the major rules of improv is not only saying yes, 
to different things. Um, but it's about listening and responding and teaching people mm. how to become really good listeners. Yeah. Because we don't listen. We listen enough to respond to other people. How are you feeling? Ah, oh, fine. Mm-hmm. Sure you know, but we don't listen enough to truly take in what mm. our partner is saying. Yeah. Yeah. This is really cool, and I think it's going to be really cool in a little while to come back to some of these issues. That was fascinating. Nayatamori. Oh, what is it? <laughs> it is serving and eating food, usually sushi, on a naked. You were right. Oh, you were just right. saying, well give me some Nayatamori. Where's the sushi? Okay, Where's well, the sushi? Let's go. I'm going to tweet the picture that Jaunty did an event with filled with sushi on naked women. That was absolutely stunning. That's oh, it. We've done it. Awesome. We've done a few of those. That well, I have. I not been invited. Ah, we're going to do this one. I assume there's no miso soup involved. No, we've done it with sushi. We've done it with dessert. And we did it with an awesome way with dessert once. We we had this beautiful woman on a table. And everybody there got to decorate her with the dessert. With meringues and chocolate and fruit and cream. And then they got to eat. Do you know what I think would be really funny? Is to have like a huge, hairy, butt-cracked man. (laughs) And put serve dessert off that and see if the reaction is the same. You know, I'm kind of pretty open to most things. <laughs> as long as that body's clean, I think yeah. it's okay. So, beautiful yeah. experience, absolutely. So, that's really, really cool. Um, on Wednesday, we're doing something really exciting, and we'd love your help for this. We are doing a pre-recording for a show for next week. If you are a slam poet, or you are a slam poet in... If you awakening. can rhyme every time, that's so sublime. If you can do it without thinking through it, then please, please come on the show. If you are a stand-up comedian in training and you think you can be funny about sex. If you are a rapper and you think you can talk about sex, please contact us because we're doing this pre-recorded 11 o'clock on Wednesday morning. Uh, yeah, we're doing it at 11, and we are we want a little bit of improv sexual fun. So anything that you think you can do in that way, and even if, you got, if you're a songwriter and you think you can write a cool song about <laughs> sex, it can be explicit, it can be gentle, it can be about feminism, it can be about bondage, it can be about anything that you like. Please let us know. I've That'll already be really been writing, cool. just saying. Good. <laughs> Please visit the new website, www.eroslife.co.za. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff there. There's some new videos up, and I'd really love to hear what you think about the new site. It looks fantastic. we also got a new Instagram account under John T. Searle, which has lots of cool pictures, especially from the show on it, and that's really, really exciting. There are still a couple of places left for waves of pleasure in Mozambique. So what we do with this, we get up in the morning, we go swim with the dolphins, which is really awesome. Come back, have brunch, and then we do a lesson on sexual energy. We practice, we play, we be on the beach, we do another lesson on sexual energy. We smile lots, we have lots of fun, lots of pleasure. We have supper. Really awesome way to spend four days. Do you know what's important to tell people? Is it for single couples? No, it's for couples. For couples. For couples. And we've also got an awesome payment plan, which makes it easy for people. Okay, so awesome. really awesome. It's the most beautiful, beautiful venue. Um, and I've got something new for you guys. What? It's about technology. And I miss my friend Liron because he's so cool with the tech stuff. So we talk a lot about how technology gets in the way of intimacy and relationships. 
On WhatsApp, we put together the most awesome program of four body meditations that you get over four weeks that will help you do four amazing things. Is get in touch with your body, be more relaxed and less stressed, be much more creative, and have the most amazing connection with yourself and the world. That's, where do I get this? <laughs> Email me, Jonty, at eroslife.co.za. <laughs> Guys, I want it now. Want this it has now. been really awesome. What's the club website? It's www.clubrome.co.za. Cool. Can What's I, the next event you're doing really quickly? Yes, uh, I'm doing a jittery citizen workshop for anybody who would like to learn about improv comedy. We're doing it this Saturday. You can email, uh, this Sunday, sorry. You can email me at, uh, jittery.improv at gmail.com. Cheryl, quickly. Secret Saturday tomorrow at the old train station and then our usual spot on Wednesday morning in Johannesburg and Thursday morning in Pretoria. Cool. I will be there on Wednesday morning. Absolutely. Guys, this has been really awesome. Thank you all so much for being here. Up next is Kasper and the team, bright red, so you can't miss him. And I wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.